What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and in your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. As some of y'all may know, I have been supplementing some of Calder's feedings with Bobby over the past four months, and we have been loving it. One of the main reasons why we chose Bobby when we knew we were going to add formula to Calder's feeding is because of their high quality ingredients and simple recipe. As the only mom-led and founded infant formula company in the U.S. with an organic European-style recipe that meets all FDA standards, they continue to set the bar as the leading clean infant formula. And they recently have received the Clean Label Project Purity Award and pesticide-free certification. This is huge. And really what this means, the Clean Label Project, it evaluates products for substances that would never be found on the product label. So things like heavy metals, pesticide residues, and plasticizers. And the fact that Bobby received this award gives me the confidence as a parent and the peace of mind knowing that what Calder is getting and ultimately what's going into his body contains all the ingredients that his body needs and nothing that it doesn't. So if you're in need of a high quality formula to feed your baby, Bobby definitely has my stamp of approval. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash Bobby, B-O-B-B-I-E to order yours today and use promo code DylanMurphy10 so you can get 10% off. Did you know that there are four types of hunger? According to intuitive eating, we all may experience four very different types of hunger. And we also may experience those types at the same time. And in today's episode, we're going to spend some time talking through these four different types of hunger, what they may look like, and how you may sometimes see an overlap, like you may experience multiple of these types at once. But I think this can be super helpful and empowering as you're working on your own relationship with food and navigating intuitive eating is, you know, a big, one of the, one of the principles of intuitive eating is honoring your hunger. And within that is even understanding what these four types of hunger are so that you can best honor that hunger that you feel. So let's start with physical hunger. So this is probably the type of hunger you're most familiar with. This is, you know, your stomach's growling. Maybe you start to have a little bit of a headache or you notice your energy levels a little bit lower. So you're noticing that you, you need more energy. Maybe it's been several hours since your last meal or snack. So this is that like true hunger that we all experience that we're probably, like I said, most familiar with. And when we have this physical hunger, the most important thing to do is to eat so that we're able to honor that hunger and reach that fullness, which signals to our bodies and signals to us that we've given our body the energy that it needs. So that's physical hunger. Taste hunger is when you're having a craving or desire for a specific food. Now with taste hunger, physical hunger may or may not 
be present as well. And let's talk about both scenarios so we can, so you can kind of understand that. So let's say you bake some fresh banana bread and it comes out of the oven. It smells amazing. If you're like me, there's probably chocolate chips in it. So it's like perfectly melted. It smells amazing. And let's say you're not necessarily hungry, but you've made this banana bread. Your house smells like banana bread. It looks amazing. So you want to cut yourself a slice. That's totally fine. There's nothing wrong with doing that whatsoever. That would be an example of taste hunger. And what you'll find is when you're not eating out of restriction and deprivation, you find that you're able to, one, even just allow yourself to eat out of this taste hunger. Because I think, you know, when we're deep in diets and restriction, we don't even let taste hunger be a topic of conversation. It's like, okay, I made this banana bread, but I can't eat it yet because I'm not physically hungry and I have to wait till I'm physically hungry. But then maybe that also ends up in me eating way past fullness because I deprived myself of something I was craving earlier on. So you also find when you're eating out of taste hunger, when you actually allow yourself to, you most likely are able to eat more mindfully too. So maybe it looks like you have the whole slice of banana bread, or maybe you just want like one or two bites when it's warm and out of the oven. And either way, you're allowed and you're able to experience that more mindfully and just enjoy it so much more. Another example in this situation where you have taste hunger, but maybe physical hunger isn't present would be when you have dessert after dinner. You've just finished dinner. So you're probably not necessarily physically hungry, but you have that like sweet tooth craving or you want something sweet to kind of like cap off the meal. Nothing wrong with that. Same thing here where you're tapping into that taste hunger, which is going to help serve you in the long run because it's going to, you know, let's say you don't allow yourself to have dessert after dinner, but you really want it. Then you might find your mind is preoccupied with thoughts about dessert for the rest of the night. You're thinking about as you fall asleep the next morning. And then, you know, finally, when you allow yourself to eat some sort of dessert, you may feel out of control around it, or you may feel like you're, you know, eating way past fullness. So those are examples of taste hunger when that physical hunger isn't present. Taste hunger when physical hunger is also present can look more like basically a craving that is also accompanied by true hunger. And you may notice this more around like an actual like meal or snack time. Like let's say you have fresh avocados in your fridge or in your, in your kitchen right now, and you want to make guacamole as a snack and you're also hungry for a snack. So you are feeding into that taste hunger of, okay, I, I have this craving for guacamole. I have the things to make it. Sounds really good. These avocados are ready. And I'm also physically hungry. So this is serving a purpose as my like afternoon snack, which would also mean, you know, if we're really tapping into physical hunger, when it comes to a meal or snack, then we're going to want to make sure that it fully fits and plays the role of a true snack or of a true meal that's going to keep you full for several hours. Same thing if, you know, it's a meal time and you have a craving for a specific thing at that meal and you go to some restaurant and get it, or you make it in your kitchen, you're satisfying that taste hunger as well. 
So physical hunger, taste hunger. The third type of hunger is emotional hunger. And this is when sometimes what we refer to also is like emotional eating, eating out of our emotions. And sometimes this can be hard to differentiate from physical hunger. How we like to differentiate these two. So the emotional hunger from the physical hunger. So emotional hunger, there's likely some sort of need for coping or comfort or numbing. So maybe you're stressed, you've had a hard day, you're upset, you're sad, insert whatever emotion you may be feeling. So you may feel that. You also may have recently eaten. So there's you know, no true like signs of hunger, like we mentioned with physical hunger of, you know, you're have a little bit of a headache or your stomach's growling, or you feel kind of fatigued. Like none of that is present. Also with emotional hunger, you might find that you're hungry for something more specific. So even kind of similar to that taste hunger, there's usually something you can like directly pinpoint as far as like, this is what I'm craving. This is what I need. And I know we've talked about emotional eating in, in quite a few episodes on this podcast so far. And, you know, one of the biggest things I like to emphasize is that emotional eating is not bad. You know, I think it's easy, especially what we see diets and diet culture talk about to kind of demonize this idea of eating out, out of our emotions. And it's not bad whatsoever. It's totally normal. It makes us human beings. I think what can be helpful and empowering is to see, okay, is food what I need right now to cope with these emotions, to comfort myself? Or is there something else that would be a better tool for this job? And sometimes what what I see with clients is it may be a little bit of both. Maybe you do need some sort of food and there's some other coping strategy you need to go to, to help with that as well. So that's kind of the difference with emotional hunger versus physical hunger would be like I mentioned, okay, I haven't eaten in a few hours. I'm definitely noticing signs of hunger, low energy, headaches, stomach growling, that sort of thing. And you may not have as much of like a specific focused food craving, just a more like generalized, like it's lunchtime and I'm hungry. It's time for a snack. I'm hungry, but not as like clear of a food that you're craving. So that's emotional hunger and the difference between emotional and physical hunger. The fourth one, and the one I find myself talking to clients about quite a bit, and the one that you may not be quite as familiar with is practical hunger. And what practical hunger is, is, okay, you're not currently hungry, but you're thinking practically. And what this looks like, if you're a college student, let's say, let's say you have a class that starts at 1230 and you know, okay, I'm not, you know, let's say it's 1130 right now and your class starts at 1230 and you're not necessarily hungry right now, but you know okay, if I wait until after my 1230 class, let's say your class ends at you know, 2 p.m., if I wait till after my 1230 class to eat, I'm going to be really, really hungry come 2 p.m. And then, you know, counting the time to like get back to your dorm, get to your apartment, get to the cafeteria, you know, it might be 2.15, 2.30 by the time you're actually eating. So what practical hunger would do is see, okay, so my class is at a pretty inconvenient time since it's like during lunch, basically. So it's going to serve me better in the long run if I have an early lunch on those days, 11, 1130, something like that. And maybe I'm not necessarily 
hungry or having those like louder, more present signs of hunger. But I know if I don't eat now, I'm going to be like uncomfortably hungry when I'm actually able to eat food. The same thing can show up in work. You know, if you have a lunch meeting where you're not going to be able to eat lunch during it, or you're going to be traveling and you need to have some sort of snack ahead of time, or it's the weekend and you're about to go run errands and you know, you're not going to be around food for several hours. So it may look like having a meal or a snack at a time before you reach that physical hunger, but in anticipation for the physical hunger that will show up at a more inconvenient time. And again, this helps prevent us getting to that point of uncomfortable hunger, where then you may feel, you know, super out of control around food, or you feel so hungry, so then you're getting irritable. And all of this is helping us be proactive so that we can avoid that uncomfortable level of hunger. And one of the things I hope you hear the most from this episode is it's okay to eat out of all of these types of hunger. There's not like a good type of hunger, a bad type of hunger, only eat out of this type, not this type. Really the purpose of this episode is helping to explain these different types of hunger and how you can serve and honor each of those. Because then I think it helps you see what may be the best tool for the job. Like I mentioned with the emotional hunger, you may notice, okay, I actually do need food right now. Or this is pointing me to recognize I need to do something else to cope with XYZ emotion I'm feeling, you know, or the practical hunger. Maybe you find yourself in a moment where you're like ravenous after that 1230 class because you didn't eat before it. And then you learn for next time, okay, I need to eat ahead of time. And maybe I can't wait for my hunger cues to show up because I am having to eat lunch at an earlier time. And like I've mentioned, you may notice these different types of hunger present at the same time. So you may have emotional hunger and physical hunger present at the same time, or taste hunger and physical hunger present at the same time. So it's not to say that like they're all exclusive of each other. You may see multiple ones present, but I think it can be, again, helpful to identify which one you see or which multiple types of hunger you see. So then you see how to best serve yourself and really practice intuitive eating within that. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at free method nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.